You're inside the Mom Stuff Coffee Shop, a podcast dedicated to helping you get back up again, turning your pain into power, turning your trauma into triumph. I am your host, KK Smith, and I find joy in helping you get back up again. This podcast holds a space for you to grow, heal, and connect like you never have before. So grab your coffee and step inside the Mom Stuff Coffee Shop. Welcome to the Mom Stuff Coffee Shop today. Today, we are talking with Ola Hardy, an energy healing and energy coach. She is also a life coach, and she's going to talk to us about women and addiction. This month, we are going over addictions, and we're really going further in and deeper down to get a better understanding on addictions and also getting free from different types of addictions and understanding people and maybe even yourself and how you can overcome strong addictions. So welcome to the show, Bola. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm glad to be on the show. Now, first of all, can you define what exactly it is that you do? Because some people, when they hear energy healing, inner healing, energy coach, we really want to know exactly what do you do? Okay. I am an ordained life coach and I specialize in inner healing and energy transit. So what inner healing is, is um, many people focus on the issue. What I do is focus on the source or the root and we begin to heal you from the inside out. We do that because what you will find in life is many um, will deal with the issue like addiction, but not look at the root. And later on, it comes resurfaces in life. And you're trying to understand why did this addiction or this trauma or this emotion resurface? Because you never took care of the root. So that was what inner healing is all about. It's about taking care of the root and healing you from that. God calls us to be healed from that. Now, energy is about raising our vibration. Now, I don't want everybody to get scared about vibration because when we realize we, as humans, as a spirit, we're made out of energy. God is on a frequency, a high frequency, where he's always positive. But most of us are not always on a positive note. So we tend to block ourselves from hearing what God is trying to tell us. So what I do is I, um, through different modalities, I go in and help people raise their energy vibration. Energy is also uh, known as um, emotions, is what normally brings our energy down. And emotions are known as energy emotions. So you want your energy to be up and not down. Okay, so from understanding what you're saying, so if we have positive emotions, our energy is higher. And if yes. we have lower emotions, our energy is down. Yes. Okay, so this is interesting because recently I was listening to a, I think it was, I was listening to a talk and the talk was about when your energy is low, that's who you will attract inside of your life. When your energy is high, this is how we attract abundance. This is how we attract positivity. This is how we flow into who we're supposed to be. But it's so important to note that if our energy is really low, we are attracting negative things. And I think we don't think about that really often. And this is the other part we're about to get into is women and addiction. So if your energy is low, you're attracting negativity. So can you talk a little bit about that? Not only you 
attract the negativity. Negativity also brings on sickness. So it, it, your energy level has a lot to do with your life. If you're sick all the time, if you complain all the time, you notice people who complain, complain all the time. People who are high stood or high stood because your energy, that's what's flowing in your life. We, we are 70% water. Water is like a conduit. So if you have more negative energy and energy gets stored in the water. There's been scientific proof that water, depending on what you do with water, it will produce different effects. So if we have a lot of negative energy in ourselves, that's what our body's made up of, is water. So it's holding that negativity. And you wonder, why can't I get past? Because you haven't released that negative energy and placed that positive energy. A lot of, you know, affirmations are good, um, mantras are good, but if your core is full of that negativity, you just trying to put positive on top of negative. Mm. You got to pull that negativity out of you. And that makes sense because you were saying water is a conduit and the body is primarily made of water. So that is an excellent analogy of how energy can be a predominant force in the body, you yeah. know, whether it's positive or negative. Okay, that's, that's real good. So can you tell us, what are some ways that you can notice negativity in yourself at the moment? I always talk about the moment of choice being present because I feel like a lot of times when we are negative or positive, whatever emotion we're experiencing, we're always supposed to be, but we're not in the present moment. I think a lot of negativity comes from past moments. So even if that moment was 10 minutes ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, five years ago, um, that can be an ongoing pain body within the body that is not supposed to be there because we're supposed to be living in the present moment. So could you talk about what can we do in the present moment when we are experiencing a surge of emotions? Because you talked about emotions being the catalyst for energy. So what can we do with that negative emotion in that moment of choice? See, our mind stores memory throughout our life, where our memory is stored in our brain, in our uh, mind, in our emotions. So I don't know why, and there's probably some scientific proof behind this, why we tend to store more negative than we do positive. And so what you have to do with that negative emotion that is stored, you have to rewire the uh, belief system. Most of our negative feelings or our negative systems come from our belief system, what, how we were raised, what society said about us, like with women. Society says you have to be married by a certain age or something's wrong with you. Society looks at you as something wrong with you. Society tells us that we should be a certain weight or a certain height. Mm -hmm. Or you start thinking there's something wrong with you if you're not that. And so what I had to learn, me personally, and this is what God wants us all to learn, is we are all uniquely created. And so what where you are different does not necessarily mean it's negative. You were just created in a different form. And you think about if we take it on a God level, God is, he amounts to everything in the world. 
because you carry a piece of God. You are never supposed to be a carbon copy of somebody else. And unfortunately, this is what we are told. You have to be a carbon copy of what society deems is uh, appropriate or uh, the forefront. Yeah, the standard thanks. And so, you know, this is what we focus ourselves on. You, you know, a lot of women now are having stress because they try to be that mother. They try to be a career woman. They try to uh, have a business, do all these things. And when you sit there and you ask that woman, what is it you really want? Nine out of 10 times, nine out of the 10 things are things they don't want, but they do because society says. Mm -hmm. So how can you find happiness in when you're doing something that's outside of who you are? We become people pleasers. And following the herd. And when we have a herd mentality, you can never see yourself authentically for who God created you to be. And I think it's so interesting that you bring up society, emotions, energy, and then we're leading to addictions because a lot of times you're absolutely correct how people, they don't feel and that feeling comes from the outside. Um, what haven't we accomplished by now? Uh, we don't weigh this amount. We don't look like this, or we haven't achieved this, or that didn't happen for me, or, you know, so many societal norms attached to our emotions. And so those emotions become energy. And that energy, the water, the conduit, of our body, it fills us with that energy, whether that's positive or negative. So it is a domino effect from the mind, from society to the mind, to the emotions, to the energy. That's very interesting. That's a great observation that you've let our listeners and myself know. That is awesome. You're welcome. I'm glad because, you know, people have to be free. This is what it means to be free, to let the positive of you come through. That is a light. Positivity is light. You think about it. What does the sun in the sky admit? Energy. And it enables you to see. And I think also if we're not really aware one could spend their whole life in a negative loop and not even know it because if you don't search for it, if you don't search for the uncovering of your soul, if you don't search for a better way of living and you interpret those thoughts to be yourself, you will live such an unfulfilled negative life because we're not uncovering, okay, this emotion is not me. This energy is not me. This is not how I want to live my life. And then you start saying, okay, so what is creating the emotion? What is creating the energy? And I think a lot of times as humans, we go on a familiar, mm -hmm. you know, a familiar road instead of a challenging road to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Let's see what's really going on. And I think that's where creativity is sparked. I think that's where positivity and abundance lives and us constantly challenging the familiar, challenging who are we getting our directions from, challenging our societal norms, you know? But we really like that as children many families raise up you know it doesn't really matter what family you come back background you come from they raise you up to think there's a certain way you're supposed to act there's a certain thing you're supposed to quiet in life but not everybody is wired like that mm -hmm. some people are wired to go to college mm -hmm. some people 
can make substantial increase, not even touch, walking on a college campus, never touching anything of college. Mm-hmm. Because they are doing what they are wired to do. And they're very successful doing it. Yeah. So yeah. when we look at success and we say successful, we tend to evaluate success based on somebody else's definition. When in reality, success for you is different from success for me, which is different from success from your viewers. You know, we're all, we can all be successful in what we do. Absolutely. We all have gifts talent and creativity we were created to be creative that's very good um so let me ask you this where Mm -hmm. does addictive behavior evolve it it starts where it starts from or Mm -hmm. where does it uh, it starts from your family it starts from society like your family issue like if you were um a heavy set child a lot of times and you get nicknamed and people don't understand you know when we grow up as adults we talk about affirmation. But if you were nicknamed a name that was made you feel bad, what do you think that nickname does? Everybody, every time somebody says that word, that name to you, it brings it chips away at you. So no matter what affirmations you use as an adult, you still have that child like, why did they used to call me poor? Why did they used to call me shorty? Why did they used to? And we go back to the Bible. It says, the power of life and death. Death and life is in the tongue. What we speak, what we hear, has a lot to do with our belief systems, how we are shaped. So from our family, moving to our society, be it your job, be even relationships. Because of our families, we, t- we tend to determine our relationships based on how we were treated in the family. Then our relationships add another layer of how you see yourself. So if everything is, if you, uh, your parents or your family circles, you had a lot of negativity about yourself. You so so forth. So you'll end up getting into negative relationships. And then you hear more negativity. You go to the workforce, same thing. And even in the church, unfortunately, you've been in a lot of churches and religions. You hear negativity. So you never climb out of that. Mm, So it's a vicious cycle, like you're putting yourself in so many familiar places, but you never get to think about, okay, should I even be here? Is this uplifting to my soul? Is this uplifting to my spirit? But it is familiar, so we keep going back. And you mentioned like families and churches Mm. and things that we grew up with relationships, Mm -hmm. things that we have to think about. And a lot of people wonder why people totally leave their family setting and perhaps go away for college or go away and never come back because they've experienced something so beautiful outside of that negative loop and they really see themselves better in a better light. But I always talk about on this show, challenging the familiar, whether that familiar is a relationship, whether that familiar is a group, um, places that we keep putting ourselves in that are not fruitful for us. And that's a great tip that you brought up because if we keep circling the familiar, sometimes we're not getting what we need on the inside that that negative energy is just perpetuating it gets stored up it gets stored up 
Oh. And what does that look like in the body? It comes out in awe, addiction, comes out in low self-esteem. Negative energy even makes you sick. Have you realized that, um, let's say you have, you, you feel like you're getting a sore throat, but if you're, if you're angry or you have a negative emotion, you're more likely to come down, get sick from that versus those people who are like, oh, okay, I have a sore throat, but I'm going to enjoy life. Mm -hmm. They get over it. They get over the sickness and the sickness never hits you. And like you said, negative attracts negative. We were not made to be sick, but if all we retain is negativity, sickness comes in. And I think it's so important to note, I love that in the moment of choice, something happened to me yesterday. I was really challenged within my <laughs> spirit to go way down and mm -hmm. you know it was heavy and then I said you know what it happened now mm -hmm. let's get out of here let's get up and let's try something else let's, let's do another method of handling this I felt that energy I felt the energy tanking tanking mm -hmm. tanking tanking and I had to pull myself out of it quickly mm -hmm. and how I did that was you know I prayed prayer is powerful powerful it's the most powerful tool we have prayed and I didn't jump on the phone and tell anybody I talked to God about it and I also turned on the TV which I rarely watch TV during the week because I'm always so busy and mm -hmm. I turned on the TV and I saw a movie that I absolutely loved and it just raised my vibration really really raised my vibration mm -hmm. because I could feel myself just tanking I'm like oh lord you know so I think it's so important that we have things that we can rely a way on out. <laughs> a way out a way out yes I'm like lord I gotta get what? out of here <laughs> yeah because so like you said you felt yourself energy is an actual feeling it's not you know a lot of people say oh it's just in your mind no it's an actual feel and you know we talk about a broken heart people don't understand a broken heart is an actual feeling of your heart being broken because the emotion that water of negativity is weighing down and it's like that high vibration that makes so much sense so we have to find a way out. And like you said, I mean, myself, I play up. Not only do I play, because uh, Prophet has told me, God talks to me a lot in my dreams. So she said, stop fighting sleep. So when I'm in a low place, I just go lay down. And then ideas start coming. Creativity starts coming. So I tell people it's always best. Everybody has their own way of finding rest. I call it rest. It's a place where you feel at peace. Some people can go bike riding. Some people can go walk. And all of a sudden, the creative you begins to serve TV. You, like you said, you watch a TV show that you love. Because you love that. That love is vibration. It's one of the highest vibrations. So whatever you're feeling, because you love that show, it brought up your vibration. Mm. And this is how we get out of depression. This is how we can get out of being sad. Now, I'm not saying that you should disregard the doctor. God also put doctors here. If you have a chemical imbalance, yes, go, go to them. But you can also do things yourself to move you out of that low vibration. 
And you know, like you said earlier, people get kind of woo-woo when we talk about energy, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it is so true. And a lot of times we're concentrating on the normal thing to talk about, you know, black and white, but there is energy. So much of life is energy. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness. We could, someone could walk in a room and you can cut the energy with a knife. It's that thick. And then someone could walk in a room and they're just so vibrationally positive that the whole room is happy. And, you know, so how do we, would you advise, I I think I asked another guest this and tell me your answer. So Mm -hmm. if you have a choice, you have a choice. You're not anchored down to anything. But if you had a choice to go into a situation that was familiar, let's just say it was a job. You had another choice to go into another job. This Mm -hmm. job over here was going to bring you money, opportunity. And this job over here is just a lot more peaceful. It might not be as much money. It might not be as much um, opportunity, mm-hmm. but it's a lot more peaceful. Which mm-hmm. do you choose? I asked this question in another way, but which which do you choose? And and when is enough for you to have enough of negative energy? When is okay? I'll answer the first question. I've always been the type of person I want peace, so I always take peace. I take peace over money because money is something that flows in and out, in and out, in and out. Peace is what God gives us. I want you to say that again. You will take peace. Peace. Yeah. money. Yes, Lord. Any day, any day. And I wanted the listeners to hear that because I think so many times we run in the familiar and Mm -hmm. it's not peaceful. And people have all types of negative emotions that they could just truly let go if we would choose peace in any situation go with peace and peace is love peace is energy yeah and not only what i've also found out is when you walk in peace that money will come yeah that is so true (laughs) yeah because maybe you were supposed to work there but start a business on the side or do something on the side that brings in extra money yeah Versus working at a place where you make the money and you're in fear every day of what is going to happen at this job. Yeah. Go ahead. So when you leave that job that day, you go home, you're so worn out. You're so tired. Your energy is down. And so other things begin to creep in that are negative. So all suck the life out of you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I've actually lived that. I've had to give up something to gain something else. But when I gained something else, it was so much more peaceful. And another practice that I've added to my life backpack is to not have to pull life your way. If you're pulling life your way, chances are you're pulling against your own life, your own Mm -hmm. authenticity. You know, if you have to have this or have to be here, I have to, I watch the gravitational pulls in my own life. If I'm trying to pull things my way, I I don't, I no longer pull things my way. I let God lead my life in this beautiful flow. Yeah. That makes sense. It is. That's that's exactly how I have learned that when I have to pull something, you're trying to pull something into you that is not you. And who God, when God created us, he said, he put everything inside of us. 
to why you pull in something that you were not created to have. Yeah. God created us to have abundance. Yeah. He created us it was a plan. So we dig inside to say, okay, how do where inside of me is my abundance? How do I walk in my peace? How do I walk in my flow? I call it the imposter syndrome. A lot of people are raised to be like somebody else. Yeah. We're always told you're not like so and so. Are you just like your daddy? I'm you're your own individual. Mamas don't like the daddy, and you tell them your child you just like your daddy. Mm-hmm. So you're giving a mixed signal. And what does the brain do with the mixed signal? It gets unbalanced. So what was the second part of the question? I kind of forgot. Well, okay. I will ask you this. The next question mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you is, mm-hmm. what are some common addictions that you've seen women face in your role to energy healing and being an energy coach? One of some of the effects I ran into a couple of women who use sex. That's an addiction. When other people, women are perfectionists. Everybody wants, everybody wants to be a perfectionist. God is the only one who's perfect. We all make mistakes. What's wrong with making mistakes? And a lot of times a perfectionist doesn't do what they're supposed to do because they want to make it perfect. It holds them back. So it becomes an addiction because they keep getting held back in life. Another one is, oh, see, got to put meat in this order. There's nothing wrong with that, being in order and for being neat. When your brain gets fired up or worked up, like, oh, God, I haven't done, what does that bring anxiety? Pick things like, you know, when we talk about drugs, people who have addiction to drugs or even food, they take a pill or the drug or whatever. Afterwards, they feel bad. They have anxiety of what they've done. So addiction can be anything you do overboard in excess. Some people uh, some people do not have addictive nature. Other people do. So they may get not do drugs, but they may do something else. TV. Watching TV can be an addiction. Mm-hmm. You know, eat, like I said, eating can be addiction. Or CD can be an addiction. Even gossiping can be an addiction. If you're not on the phone talking about somebody, you don't feel right. That's why God says, I am a jealous God. You are to have no other idol. An addiction is an idol. Money can be an addiction for women. Money can be an addiction. Shopping can be an addiction. Every time she gets money in her hand, she's got to go shopping. And you know what I think is so important for people that's listening now to realize right here, to pay attention to the small addiction. So many times you might have someone at a gas station walk up to you and ask you for money and you immediately think, okay, this person is addicted to drugs. You can see their addiction. But what about the addictions that we can't see? Sexual addiction, shopping addiction, gossiping addiction, just those subtle addictions that give you that momentary high, but they are causing you to survive, live your life in a negative energy, netic field. Yes. That is so important. And like you said, they can survive anywhere. Those addictions can be in your relationships. They can be in your best friendships. They could be in with your spouse. They could even be at church. Yes. And you and I said, we're going to do a whole nother show about that. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, because I think so many times we put one addiction above another. But, you know, if you're living a negative life and everything on the outside seems like it's together, 
you're still in that negative loop and you're really not living your best life. Yes. <laughs> the life you were intended to live. A life of abundance. Good abundance. Because abundance could be bad. Mm. We want good abundance. Yes, yes. That's important to note. Good abundance. Okay, so moving forward, I wanted to ask you, what are some major ways that these small addictions our entire lives if we're not able to get help like with someone like you or our prayer life or an energy coach or a life coach? Why is it so important for people to not keep their addictions, no matter how small they are? How does it play out in running your entire life? Well, addiction is, when we look at the Bible, God never made us to be addicted to anybody but Him. And we're addicted to Him because He brings good fruit. Any addiction other than God brings bad fruit. And we cannot thrive. We cannot move forward when we're hiding something in the closet. The enemy wants us to hide. God already knows. I wasn't like is this. God already knows and sees what I have, what I do, and who I am. So it's better for me to confess to him to allow him to begin to change me to who he created me to be that's how one of the things he had he had me standing i was getting at the show walking by my um my new and he said i want you to tell me about yourself and i said well you know you're typical i'm wonderfully made I'm beautiful and wonderfully made. You give me beautiful ashes. I am a child of God. He said, I don't want to hear all of that. What is it you really feel about you? And I didn't. I finally asked him, I don't like myself. And he asked me why. And I started telling him. And from there, he started healing. So whenever you have whatever addiction, a lot of people's addiction comes from childhood and society. So we have to get those belief systems changed. For me, God began to change. And that's what he taught me. I've been a life coach all my life, but I never realized because of insecurity. I didn't think I was worth it. According to society, I wasn't worth it. And when God showed me my gifts, my talent, who he created me to be, we all have a lot to give, but in different arenas. I cannot step into somebody else's shoes because I don't know what that person has. And that's a lot of times that's why we get our addiction because we try to be somebody else. Even when we follow systems, you, you only as good as the system is because the person who created that system has moved on to something else. And so you're constantly chasing. God never called us to chase. He says, if you obey me, money will flow into you. This is true. You know, so when you learn to be yourself and love who you are, your addictions begin to minimize to the point where they fade away and you operate out of and stop operating out of the self, uh, an imposter self syndrome or false identity or wearing too many masks or hats that you are not supposed to wear. Yeah, that's another addiction. Wearing too many hats, trying to figure out who you are. And at the same time, fear of being, fear of missing out. I just heard that um, mm -hmm. last year, FOMO, fear of missing out. And so you grab onto so many things and 
that is impulsive behavior, I think, addictive. Uh, yeah. Okay, so thank you so much for just explaining addictions to us, inner healing and also energy healing. Is there anything that you want our guests to walk away with from this time with you today? One thing I want people to know is you were created to be unique. Stop measuring yourself to somebody else. God says he gives each of us a measure of faith. He never says for us to measure our faith according to somebody. God knows where you are, who you are, and where you are going. This is what you should embrace. And, you know, I just want to leave that with people to know about themselves, to learn about themselves. And if you need any help or you need a coach, you can always call me and schedule an appointment for that. Okay. Would you like to give our listeners your number, ways that they can get in touch with you? Okay. My number is 682-304-0038. My website is spiritualrecoverycoach.com. Or you can hit me up on Messenger. Okay. So for all our listeners, this is a super treat because she has given you her phone number for one-on-one coaching, her website, and also access to her in Messenger. And all of these resources will be anywhere you're listening to this podcast, whether you're on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, iHeartRadio, you're going to be able to find all her resources and links directly to her there. So before you go, it's time for something to sip on. I got I got my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to ask you three questions and I want you to give me your most honest, positive answers. Mm-hmm. So the first question is, what brings you joy? Joy is being able to walk in peace because with peace, I have learned that the obstacles I go, I don't have anxiety. I'm able to see, begin to see beyond my situation. I'm able to sleep at night. And not only that, I'm able to see the creativity. So that way I, I may not have everything I want at this moment, but I know who I am and I'm proud of where I've come. Mm, that's awesome. Okay, the next question is, What are you working on right now in this season of your life? What I am working on is fulfilling what God has for me. I want to move back uh, to Africa because I have some plans. God has shown me some plans he has for me to do back over there. And just get my life in order. It's what, you know, my business, which which includes growing my business, growing in the word of God and um, my family. So those are things I'm working on. Okay. And... The final question is, what has been your greatest life lesson? My greatest life lesson. I've had a lot of lessons. But I think the greatest life lesson is having authority. A lot of times I grew up allowing people to make my decisions, make decisions for me, tell me who I was and where I was going. So I tended to, I lost my way. I became depressed. I had anxiety and I was always chasing something, who I was. And God was the one who helped me 
to that, where I was going and who I belong to. It, it, that is a lesson I have learned to whatever people say. I take people's opinions, but I know my opinion counts also. That is a wonderful life lesson. Thank you so much for being with us today. And friend, remember, you can always celebrate wins inside the Mom Stuff Coffee Shop. Thank you, Bola, so much. Thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed this. So friends, I hope today's episode was food for your soul and fuel for your life. You can go to anywhere you're listening to this podcast and find out more on our guests. Please rate, share, subscribe to this podcast on any platform. I am your host, KK Smith. And remember, you can always celebrate wins and get back up again inside the Mom Stuff Coffee Shop.